I've heard something. What have you heard? Well, you know what? I've heard something because you told me, innit? Oh, so you're going to remind me of something I told yeah, you? Yeah, I heard it because you told me. Right. I've upset the Billy Ritchie, haven't I? A recent Dukey Radio Show guest, Billy Ritchie, the man who invented prog. Yeah, he invented that frog rock, didn't he? Yes. And I love him, and he's such a natty dresser, isn't he? He certainly is a very smart man. And he's man. very gorgeous. He's lovely. And he's mad at me, isn't he? He is upset. Um, on the last Dookie Radio show, you were very open about your adoration for John Hastings and hey, his pink pants. Is he the one with the pink man pink eggs? Yes. Yeah, but he's got lovely pink man pink eggs, doesn't he? He certainly does, yes. But that mean that I don't love the Billy Ritchie because I don't know, he might wear some pink man panties as well and I haven't seen him, although I would love to see him. If he wanted to show me his pink man panties, Dookie, I would be more than happy. I'm happy to make contact with Billy Ritchie and, well, we'll see what Father Christmas brings you. Oh, I would love to see. And you know what? That Roy, me Roy, he don't, he don't mind neither. You want to know why? You have an open relationship. I don't know what that is, an open relationship. But anyway, cause he loves the Gloria Annie Annie, but now he's also all hot for that Carol Vorder person. Carol Vorderman. Are you being PC by? A Dutch name. Uh, she used to be on Countdown. She does the Canton instead. Now stuff. she's just on television in a jungle. Yeah, Roar's watching with, that with one with the, with the jungly junglies. Yes. And he says that he really loves seeing Carol Vorderman's bush, isn't he? Because she's in the jungle where there's seeing lot... Carol Vorderman in the bush. She loves saying Carol Vorderperson's bush. Vorderman's That's bush. That's what he says. Because in the jungle, apparently, there's a lot of bush on show. That's what he says. There's a lot of... Yes. So it's okay that I love the Billy Ritchie, right? And I would really love to see his pink main pink ace. Because me Roy is every night is with the Carol Vorder person in a bush. I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, is on our television screens here in Britain. Yes. And your other half, Roy, is a bit of a fan. Yes, and, and you've been the seaside, and that's why I'm singing about seaside, isn't it? Yes, okay. Brighton on the East Sussex yes. coast features yes. heavily mm-hmm. in this yes. episode of the mm-hmm. Dookie Radio Show. I do like to be behind the seaside. I do like to be beside the
Hello, 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 hello. With me in the studio, Sylvia Silversmith. Hello. And Marsha MacDonald. Yeah, what up, peeps? This episode's entitled Yogurt, A Cockring and Bob's Balls. It's a good title, Dookie. It's not quite as rude as one may think it is at face value. It sounds very rude indeed. Marsha and myself... Sylvia, as you very well know, went to Brighton. I'm very jealous. And I've heard about Bob. And Bob sounds wonderful with his balls. Indeed. Two and sometimes three. In his mouth. Yes. I hear. Yes. More about that later. Yes. You, Sylvia, were deep in the Midlands doing all kinds of worky-worky things. I've been in the Midlands a lot lately, Dookie. It's your home away from home. It's my home away from home. The Bullring is a place that I know intimately. A shopping epicentre in the middle of Birmingham. Yes, and you can get a good pretzel there. Really? All about the pretzels. All about the pretzels. John Hastings on the last Dookie radio show berated Birmingham, but you can get great pretzels there. Lots of people berate Birmingham, and I just think it has its downsides, and it also has many wonderful attributes as as well, Mm. just like any city. Absolutely. It's it's particularly rough around the edges, but it, it can also be a wonderful place. Very friendly people there. Very friendly people. As soon as you leave London, you see Britons without that urban reserve. I was in a part of Birmingham where that was so on the downside of things, if I can put it that way, that I was grateful just to see a chain grocery store. Right. So it was fairly grim there. Did the high or, if you will, low street involve a chicken shop, a Poundland, bookmakers? Not so much a Poundland because that's a chain. Right. It did have a place called, I can't remember what it was. I think it was a Chinese food place, a takeaway place. Right. And I think it was called something like Golden Palace Corner. Right. And I looked at it and I thought, but it's not on a corner. It was like in a row of shops and it was like in the middle. Maybe at one time... But it was like Golden Corner. Maybe at one time they were based in a corner and then decided to move to an up-and-coming area. We can only hope, Dookie. The Chinese have moved in. That place is going to be on the up soon. We can only hope. But the... the I, and the people were very friendly. And the centre of Birmingham is very, you know, it's very vibrant and... They, you know, they've done it all up. They've put millions and millions into Birmingham city centre. And the station is amazing now. The station Mm. is glossy and amazing. But that doesn't mean that I didn't also see a smackhead fall over and hit his head so badly that he had to be taken away by paramedics. It's not every day you get a chance to meet one of my family members. That's very funny, Dookie. So anyway, yes, I've been in the wilds of Birmingham while you two have merrily gone off down to the seaside. And I have to say, I'm a little bit jealous. Marsha and myself were looking for a respite from the results of the election. Yeah, the election's kind of a bummer, Dookie. Kind of a bummer. The bottom line is that we were really hopeful for that Rotarian election that was taking place yeah. in Tacoma, Washington. Yeah. And there was one candidate that we were hoping uh, would be chosen. Yeah. And sadly, it looks like they're going to become uh, a bit more like... I'm thinking 
they might go more the way of the Freemasons, like, you know, secret society with kind of all like the, the funny handshakes and, you know, kind of a whole lot of, you know. A whole lot of something. Paunchy men kind of walking around, you know, not being very tolerant in the way that we're used to with the Rotarians. So, we, you know, having a new Grand Poobah is, who's, you know, that these people are supporting, it, it, it's a bummer. But, you know, we, I guess we got to... We got to live with it. Our thoughts go out to all of the residents of Tacoma, Washington, yeah. and indeed all Rotarians. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, but getting down to the seaside, is, as you Brits call it, is, is I just call it the beach, uh, is a good way of, you know, trying to help us get over some of the ennui. Absolutely. Because there's been some ennui on the on the Dookie radio show, and so there's we had to get away. There's been a wee bit of ennui. Yeah, there's been some ennui. So it's a shame you couldn't come with us, Sylv. I'm very regretful. Very regretful. Your presence was missed. I think we should all make a trip down there before Christmas. Brighton is genuinely my home away from home. It's a, a great place. I spent a lot of time down there, and it is a bit like London on Sea. Yet the sea prevents it from sprawling into something that it need not turn into. Yeah, and it's had a lot of changes since I was there. I mean, it's it's getting, you know, you know, not that it needed a lot of changes, but it's just getting like a, a kind of zhuzhier, as you Brits would zhuzhier. say. Yeah, like, you know, it's getting... Define zhuzhier. Well, like, you Sylvia's saying about Birmingham, uh, you know, getting a little more glossy. I guess it's getting a little... A little more glossy in places, you know, not all over, but, you know, in places. I think one thing that was quite interesting is that in Brighton Lanes, the north part of the lanes, which is a bit like Camden Town in a way. Is that what you call all them little, tiny, little alleyway, pedestrianised streets? Lanes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, just checking. It was interesting to see right in the middle of Brighton Lanes, the north part, Costa Coffee. Now, Marsha, I know that you are yeah. a huge aficionado of coffee retail outlets. Yeah. On the Dukey Radio Show, you used to have a segment called Bean and Gone. Yeah, yeah. And Costa means a lot to you. How do you feel about seeing a national retail outlet in an area that you associate with independent concerns? Well, yeah, you know, I feel bad about it because, you know, the lanes, you know, all them little pedestrianized little tiny streets they got going on there. You know, they got a lot of hippie kind of places. And, you know, I think we should be supporting them. And, you know, I think it's kind of a shame that these big bully coffee shops have moved in. So that's the hippie side of me. And then the other side of me who likes comfort and consistency also says, you know, I, I did go to... But I went to Nero. I went to Nero, right? Right. There are other there coffee are retail There are other giant bullying corporate coffee hmm. places to go. Uh, yeah, because I don't know. I think cost is getting a little, I don't know, a little too corporate even for me. What's with the Christmas music, man? I mean, my God. The Christmas music seems to have been piped into many a shop from the middle of October yeah, onwards. Yeah, but cost is really bad, man. I mean, they start playing that 
What is that song? So here it is, Merry Christmas. Slade. Oh, God. They start playing that song, like, in the first week of November. And I'm, like, sitting there going, we got eight weeks of this? Really? I can't. Nero, you know, you go in there and you get some nice Beethoven or something. Mm. Or, you know, some some really depressing classical music. But, you know, at least it's not. Barber's Adagio for Strings in D minor. Is that the really sad one? It is a sad one. Yeah, that, you know, that. But, mm. you know, at least I'd rather have that than I can't take it. Simply having a wonderful ja- Christmas oh, time. Oh, God, Macca. somebody just jabbed me in the eye with a panini. You know what I mean? Just kill me. Uh, just batter you, me to death with can, a brownie. Can you actually jab somebody in the I, eye with a panini? It, if it you meant, can now. If it meant that I never had to hear that song again, I'd, I'd let somebody have a good try. So you, you know, would blind yourself so as to be able to hear the music yeah, that's true. Maybe with I, greater clarity. I didn't think it through. I'm, I'm, and I'm not saying that I'm bah humbug about Christmas. I'm not saying that. I, I like Christmas. It's fine. Mm. I'm just saying... You know, if you hear the same song over and over and over and over and over and over again for eight weeks, it it gives me the rage. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, yeah, Brighton, I think I think people should go to the independents and support those places. And I also think the independents have a responsibility to, to make sure that they're consistent and that they have comfortable seating hmm. so that I'm not sitting on like a... A wooden stool that's like the same height as a kindergarten chair. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm pulled in both directions. There's also an issue in Brighton and many cities in the UK and around the world of hipster service, where a person with a beard and that whole kind of Victorian look takes bloody ages to get your hot beverage to you. Yeah, I'm not so... I don't really care about that so much as long as they give me a good product. You know, the only problem that I have with places like that, like I tried to support an independent about five months ago that's near where where we live. And, you know, I just really wanted an espresso with whipped cream, right? Mm. Which you you can get in these corporate... That's, you know, I just wanted one because it's nice. And and I went in and I was like, you know, I'm going to feel really proud of myself and support this independent place. And I and I went in there and I said, "Can we have can I please have a, a double espresso with whipped cream?" And the woman looked at me with such withering contempt and said, "We don't do that kind of thing here." And yeah, she was upset that you were in effect and to use a bit of snow sport terminology going off piste off the menu yeah and i was like you know don't you know i'm trying to support you and you're treating me like you know kind of a dick Mm. did you see that thing on facebook where somebody took a sign somebody went to one of those hipster coffee cafe coffee cafes Mm. i can't say that coffee cafes and they had a sign up saying, please do us a favor of tasting our coffee first before adding, sullying it with sugar. And the person who posted it said they just wanted to, even though they didn't actually take sugar, they just wanted to like <laughs> grab 10 packets of sugar and pour them all into their coffee whilst maintaining eye contact with the barista. And I just thought that was very amusing. It's the new punk. Yeah, that, that's the 
problem I have, it's like be hipster. You know, I don't have a problem with it. I don't care about. There's always some new generation coming up with, you know, it's the hippies. Or the I wasn't punks having or the a hipsters. go. I wasn't having a go at the hipsters themselves. It's just the cafes. Yeah, it's the... Just don't be pretentious with it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's coffee. I mean, basically, you've just ordered, in my case, a tea and a, a coffee with whoever I may be going to said hipster uh, joint with. And where you get no greeting and you wait about 15 minutes for something that yeah, should take only I just, you know, three minutes. I guess the rule of thumb that I have is just don't treat me like a dick. Right. You know, and that... Is that setting the bar pretty low? Maybe, but, you know, that's the way it is. Uh, just don't treat me like an asshole. As, you know, give me a decent coffee. If you see Marsha turning up at your coffee retail establishment, don't treat her like a dick or an asshole. And if you don't mind, I'm going to go off piste or cunt and... <laughs> You'll be rewarded with a happy customer. It's like, Sylv, you set the bar a little bit lower when you stayed in a hotel with no windows. And now you're trotting off to your your little hotel that you stay in, usually in, in Birmingham. I've never seen somebody so grateful when they got home. I've got windows! Oh, Dookie, I tell you, it was it was a revelation. The week after I stayed in the in the pod with no windows, mm. and then I and I and I went back. And I stayed in my usual hotel that does have windows. Mm. When I walked into the room, I just, I nearly got down on my knees and wept for that one little skanky window. And it's, you know, it's, it's not a posh hotel, but it was, yeah. And I, oh, I could breathe in the city smog. And it was a wonderful, wonderful thing. So that's, yes, that's setting the bar pretty low for your hotel expectations. Does your room have a window? Hoteliers, ensure that your rooms have a window and that you don't treat Sylvia like a dick, an asshole, or indeed a cunt. We're setting the pretty the bar pretty low on customer service, I guess. Uh, uh, a little bit, so, you know. Speaking of, Marsha, oh. you know the the customer service where where you went and dropped your dog off. What was pretty interesting. As Marsha and myself went down to Brighton together, we stayed with some lovely friends of yours who have a number of cats. And that meant that the lovely Molly, the Dookie Radio Show yeah. dog, yeah. couldn't come along. And I couldn't watch her. And I was very sad about that. Very sad. So I looked around the world and everywhere, including the interweb, to find... The perfect kennels. Yeah, how, near do you, Brighton. how does somebody like you find a find a kennel to put your dog? Because that must be like finding a, a daycare for your kid. Because very much so. Because you're, you know, you're, you need to look at the Ofsted. Yeah, you're like pretty, results and rankings. Yeah, you're pretty precious about that animal. Yes, and so I am in a big way. You yes. know, yeah, and I, you know, I expect if people have dogs and they're dropping them off at a kennel, they, you know, they want to make sure that they're being looked after. So yeah, you you found this place based on on what proximity? Proximity yeah. to Brighton or to London? And but Dookie, you reviews. Didn't, you didn't take her to the House of Hugo, which has featured on this show before. Yes. I've got to say, I reached out to them to find out about their 
formality. You're, you're angry with them, aren't you, Dookie? And they I'm didn't angry get back with them. to me. No, Dookie, that is not why you and I are angry oh, with no, them. Let's else. face it. Let's face it, Dookie. Matt and Leon, or Leon and Matt, the two the people behind, the boys. As the, they are known, or were known. The two men behind House of Hugo, a hotel for dogs. Yes. They split up. They featured on a television series for those who haven't been listening to the Dookie one radio the show back in the day. Yes, one of the listeners from this show actually went down to the House of Hugo because we'd mentioned it. Indeed. Just to see the place, which I thought was a wonderful thing to do. And we went down to the place to see it because Matt and Leon were so wonderful and we love their show so much about this hotel for dogs. Yes. Matt made an unwise decision, in my humble opinion, mm. and decided... Mm that he was going to go off with other men and break Leon's heart. And in this particular case, there aren't other men. Leon... Leon was a bee's knees. ...is absolutely fabulous. I want to be Leon in my next life. Yeah, you guys are, you know, there's always two sides to any relationship breakup. No, there isn't. Matt did the dirty on Leon, and I will never forgive him. In that world, I wouldn't have thought it, it would have been... A problem. But anyway, we'll talk about that another time. We've got cock rings and indeed balls to be discussing later. So House of Hugo was out. They didn't get back to me, number one. Number two, the issue of the split. It hurt me. So I trawled through many a website for a kennel in Greater London, in East Sussex, in West Sussex. I was willing to travel out of my way to ensure that Molly was going to be well looked Dookie, after. Dookie, you went from thinking about taking your dog to testosterone town, which was this house of Hugo, right? Mm. To taking her to estrogen heaven. The Basically going from a sausage fest to a clam jamboree. It was a clam jamboree in there, man. Mm. I mean... I don't... I've never been to one of these things, so it was kind of interesting to me to see you know, what happens. I guess I pictured it like a daycare. And mm. it kind of is. Yes. It's the place that I chose, which, in order to protect the guilty, let's call them... Equine femmes. Equine femmes. There was some... Pr yeah, there was a lot of... I mean, there wasn't any testosterone around there for no, miles, from no, what I could tell. Not at all. I, I think mean, I was it. You had women literally riding horses. Don't you have a friend that would have really gone nuts for that? A recent Dookie Radio Show guest from December of 2015, David Harmon, has a bit of a thing for horsey women. And I will let him know about equine femmes mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, because uh, I think it, it would be very good for him. And he also has a dog named Kai. Although he lives about 150 miles away from said kennels, I think he'd be willing to travel. He likes to see women in jodhpurs who look like they've been working with horses a great deal. Wow. That's, yeah, wow. So let me get this straight. The, the women working there were horsey women. Yes, and they're but also not dog horses. Women. Sorry? But not dog women. Oh, no, they were doggy women as well. But, you know, they're they a bit horsey, like horsey in demeanour. But there seemed to be some sort of riding school or something next door. Yes. Right? Because when we were in the reception with the, the dog women, there was a load of women who rode by on horses. Correct. 
I see. And Marsh was expecting it to be a bit like a daycare centre, which you imagine to be in the middle of a town and to be in quite a, a clinical-looking facility, that kind of thing. This organisation, based in the middle of They're East in, Sussex... In the middle of nowhere. In the middle nowhere. of nowhere, yes. Yeah, God. I mean, you had to drive down a dirt track for about a mile just to get there. This place was in the middle of nowhere. It was just... the thing You that- could not even get... A mobile phone signal. Yeah, God, it was it was remote, man, which I guess is what you want with a lot of dogs around. The thing that fascinated me was the juxtaposition between you dropping your dog off and you picking your dog up. When we dropped the Molly off. Were they good to the dog? Oh, they were lovely at the drop off stage. At the drop-off. It was like a, a celebrity welcome. It was like pride. It was like the happiest, most buoyant atmosphere, like the welcoming committee with the with the poppers and and the and the whatever. It was like confetti. It was like the Fourth of July for Americans. It was like Canada Day for Canadians. It was like Anzac Day for Aussies and Kiwis. They had dog receptionists. Yes. Didn't they, Dookie? They had, uh, they had two spaniels and oh, Dookie. another cute dog. So we were met by three dogs and, goodness, six women. It was a clam jamboree. One they were the, lovely at the drop-off and stage. And they were chatty and, you know, you were all loved up, the dog receptionist, mm. and they were all interested in your dog. And one woman was crying. Not because of Molly. No, but uh, she'd, she'd obviously had to step outside for a cry. Again, not because of Molly. Not because of anything. But, y- yeah, and that was interesting. Because when, when she came back in, they were trying to use your dog to cheer her up. Yes. That sounds very interesting. So it was a very lovely, lovely drop-off. It was buoyant. And I felt all that research that I did to find an appropriate kennels paid off. They were lovely. Now... Now, the the pickup, because I was interested, again, to see, you know, what happens when you, when this, you know, this whole thing fascinates me, because I don't know anything about dogs. The pickup dookie was Some like... Some three days later. Yeah, not even hmm. that. I mean, not... Two and a half days. Yeah, like, it was like a reposing. Yes. I, I don't even know what that is, but I know somebody who had to go to a reposing. Mm. And he told me somebody died who somebody knew that somebody knew that somebody knew that he knew. And I was like, I don't even know what that is. What would you go look at a body? Yes. Right. Have you lost someone near and dear to you? A loved one or even a mere acquaintance? The Amersford Reposing Centre is here to help and we deliver a five-star service for all your reposing needs. Your dearly departed family member, partner, colleague or random stranger might be dead, but thanks to our live streaming webcam facilities, mourners, family members, exes, lovers, enemies and even Highly inquisitive people that got nothing to do with your family or the people that you know can take part in the reposing even if they're a great distance away from Amosford. Our award-winning reposing services can be viewed wherever one can log on to the interweb, including Australia, New Zealand, Canada, America, South Africa, the UK 
and most of the world with the exception of the Isle of Skye. We offer the best lighting and production value of any other live reposing streaming service in all of Amesford. And after all is said and done, we're all going to die someday. So you might as well look good and book your future reposing with Amesford Reposing Centre now. I think, I think my dog might be an asshole. Yeah, I thought, has your dog been an asshole? I mean, the the way those women looked at you was like, oh, here comes the owner of the dickwad dog. And Jesus, uh, you know, can we get that thing out of here? I've seen footage of John F. Kennedy's funeral, 1963, where... Jackie Kennedy is weeping away. It, it felt like that when I so, went to collect Molly. Was the crying girl there and still crying? No, she'd perhaps... They were all about crying this time. Yes. It, 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 the condition had spread. The condition had spread. Was it down to your dog, Dookie? I don't know. You don't know? Did you not ask? Well... Was she an I, asshole? <sighs> I mean, I asked after her, you know, how did she get on? They didn't say that she, they just said she didn't eat it first and then she did. But that they kind of thing, yeah. And they just all sat there like, they, they didn't even say hello when we, they all looked up like we had just like gate crashed a reposing. Mm. Like everybody's viewing the body of dead Edna May, right? And mm. the commu- the stalwart of the the farming community that everybody loved, and she died. And she's like ninety eight, and everybody's you know they all looked up like we came in with the party poppers in the midst of viewing Edna May's dead bones, mm. and they didn't say hello or they just looked like they'd all been crying, and they handed your dog over like she was a pair of your dirty underwear. Right? Mm. Mm. Aunt Dookie, I don't know what... Would you take her back there? I don't think so. It, <gasps> oh, Dookie. I just felt That's as though... Shame. I felt like I went from hero to zero. And now I'm aware that that place was a bit like the maxi pad. There are a lot of women there. There are a lot of tears. There are a lot of tears. Men can be assholes as well. I'm not doing the whole gender thing. But it, it was a bit... Marsha, you are a woman... Did it not seem incredibly hormonal in that See, place? See, my, my feeling about being at work and being... You know, the fact that there was like five of them there, if one of you is upset, that's fine, but the mm. rest of you got to step up, right? Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, if you got to cry when you're at work, you know, go outside. You know what I mean? It's like I've been at work and I gotta I gotta stick a smile on, right, Dookie? As you do. Yeah, we all gotta stick a smile on. I mean, Sylvia, you were in a room in and with no windows, worrying about the Rotarians election, right? Mm. It was awful. And, and did you go to work the next day and treat everybody like a dick? I hope not. I certainly hope not. Uh, I can't imagine that you did. So. You know what I mean? I mean, it doesn't take a lot of energy to say hi. You know, here's your dog. You know, she was, she did okay or what, she's fine or whatever, right? You got to cry, go outside. 
Yeah. Does that make does that make me heartless? No, not at all. Ultimately, they're providing a service, a service that they, I paid for. There was five of them, for God's sake. Mm. I mean, like, could you know, the other four could have said, oh, hi. You know, even one of them could have said hi. They need to change the name from Equine Femmes to Moody as Fuck Equine Femmes. Uh, that was some pretty moody customer service, I gotta say. That was pretty moody. To mm. go from... You know, parades. Hello. To reposings. Oh no. Yeah, that that I was pretty. You not had that when you've dropped your dog off before and picked her up? No, absolutely the first time that's happened. Dookie, how is the dog now? Because she she's lying here now and she seems very tired. Is she okay? She's absolutely fine. Well, okay, so that's okay. Then. I, I genuinely believe that she was looked after. Very well, walked loads. Even though it's possible she was an asshole. <sighs> it's possible. Dookie, she you're looking... Molly's lovely. I don't think she's an looking, asshole. Yeah, yes, she is a wonderful dog. And she ha- also has a history of biting other dogs. So is that what you're worried about? A little bit, but I don't I don't know. I don't know what to What think. Sylvia's trying to say is that she's she's a great dog, but she also can she does have the capacity for assholery. Everybody has the capacity for assholery. Including the new Grand Pooh Bar of the Rotarians. Yeah. Tacoma Washington yeah. chapter. Yeah. Which is Should why we... we were in Brighton. Yeah, and I, and yeah, like I said, there's been a lot of changes. What is this about a cock ring? Well, the... What is the deal with that thing, man? I mean... Brighton has experienced many new things. New shops, new restaurant chains. And one of the new elements to things... Things. One of the new things... It's a thing. It is a thing. It's a great big old thing. London has the London Eye. Yeah, the great big Ferris wheel. Which is run by British Airways. Yeah. And I think building on that kind of ride, if you will, that enables users, visitors, to enjoy the surroundings. Dookie, can I just stop you there? Yes. Because, you know, Brighton has a, a massive gay community. Correct. So everything you say sounds like a gay innuendo to me. Yes. Okay, is that, can we just say that, can I, I just need to say that. That's fine. It's not as though this episode is called Yogurt, a Cock Ring and Bob's Balls. It, it's a big thing. It's a very big thing. So British Airways, building on their success in London with the London Eye, a Ferris wheel, have erected... Oh, they've erected something. A huge cock ring that enables visitors to enter it and to view... In a rotating 360-degree panoramic splendour, a vast expanse of sea and Brighton and the surrounding greenery near I've it. I've seen pictures of this thing mm. because one of the piers burned down yes. in Brighton. You Brits have a problem with piers burning down, don't you? Like in lots of seaside towns Mm. where you have a pier that goes out into the water. Mm. In this country, I don't know about the States because I don't really know about piers. Pleasure piers do not really exist as much. Yeah, but why do they burn down so much? Yes, but they they burn down a lot. And it's like, you would think that the thing in the water would be the least likely to burn down. 
That's a good point. But it seems that they're actually... So anyway, Brighton had two piers, and now one of them is burned down. Mm. So it only has one. But the the skeleton of the burned down one is still there, and it looks kind of cool. Yes. And so is it right that they erected this massive thing mm. right by the burned down pier? Correct. It's right in front of it. it. So it's a big, straight thing. Yes. With a ring around it. Correct. And the ring goes up and down. Yes. I'm terribly sorry to interrupt this banter. It's your semi-friendly factoid checker here. The name of this attraction is in fact called British Airways I-360 Brighton, which is in fact a vertical cable car, which does resemble a cock ring. We, we didn't do it, and because... The weather was really bad, and we thought, well, if we get all the way up to the top of this thing, right, uh, you know, what are you going to see? Clouds? Clouds, and then just a vast expanse of sea. Yeah, so you get into this this ring, and it's all windows around, so you, like you say, you got a 360-degree view, mm. and then you go up the stick thing. Yes. Yeah, so if, if listeners are... Because, you know, if I was listening to this, I don't, I struggle to visualize things. So if anybody's like me like that, if you put up your middle finger, right, on, say, your left hand, Mm -hmm. and then with your right hand, you fashion a circle with your index finger and your thumb, right? Mm -hmm. And then place your, your index finger and thumb over the finger and move it up and down, right? That's like this thing. Which looks like a cock and has a cock ring going yeah. up and down it. Yeah. And it, it is it is incredibly phallic. And it does look like it's giving a big finger yeah, to the sea. Yeah, w- with the ring going up and down. In the same way that the CN Tower in Toronto feels like a big kind of fuck you to... Yeah, that's kind of more decorative than this thing is. This thing is like, I don't know, I think it's kind of ugly. Mm. But, you know, next time we go down there, I think I think we should all go in it because it could be cool. Mm, true. £18 per person, though. <gasps> Whoa, that's a lot of money. To basically go up. How long does it take? Cook. 20 minutes or so. Okay. You have to allocate 30 minutes, and but it takes 20 minutes or so. And you get to go up and down I think down I'd rather the, go eat cotton candy shaft. on the pier mm. than going up and down a shaft. There are also some, yeah, there's some uh, tower blocks, which are only a few floors, you know, just beneath the toppermost phallic uh, part of this. The shaft. Huge. uh, Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, you know, maybe you could just go knock on some, you know, ring somebody's bell and say, can I come up into your apartment and just have a look? Because, you know, you might. I'll pay you £10. You can make me a cup of tea. Yeah, it's just kind of interesting the way, you know, Brighton is known for its its gay community. Mm. And so they erected a shaft. And you and I really didn't think that much about it until that night that we just come out from getting something to eat. And all those drunk people were there. It's like, oh, come on, take a photo of us. Take a photo of us. Can you get the cock ring in the background? Yeah. And then I thought, oh, yeah, she's drunk, but she's right. It does look like a shaft with a big mm. cock. They were pretty excited about that. Mm. That guy got kind of handsy with you. He did. I, I think maybe he was hoping that I was sporting a cock ring. He got handsy with you. He did. He hugged me once when I made an innuendo about the cock ring. And yeah, yeah it's he, fine. I think that was a pretty severe hangover the next day. For him? 
Yeah, pretty pretty severe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was he was feeling your butt at one point. Yes, sobriety was uh, not even an option for him. No, uh, yeah, no, that's true. That's so it, yeah. yeah, so then, so there's the shaft with the ring around it that goes up and down, kind of. Mm. You know, it's interesting. And then Dookie got all excited about a dog called Bob. Yes, Bob. I've seen pictures of Bob. I think I'm in love with Bob. If you go to the Dookie Radio Show Facebook page, you will be able to see photos of Bob. He is fabulous. And the Cockring Tower. You can get to the Dookie Radio Show Facebook page by clicking your way to facebook.com forward slash the Dookie Radio Show. I think I'm the most jealous that I didn't get to meet Bob. Well, going to one of the coffee retail establishments that our very own Marsha is a fan of. Yeah. We saw a dog sitting upright. Yeah. Very, very quietly, looking quite dignified, with yeah. not one, yeah. but two tennis balls in its mouth. He looked pretty stupid. Mm. I think he looked lovely. And, and Dookie, didn't you say that his owner said that he will only sit there and be good if he has his balls in his mouth? Correct. And didn't you say that he, he would prefer three, that he could fit three in his mouth? Yes. We were in Bryson talking about the number of balls that that Bob could put in his mouth. Yeah, they, they were just a couple sitting there reading the paper and they had their stupid looking dog under the table with his enormous tennis balls in his mouth. I thought the dog was really, really, really cute, but fair it, enough. It was pretty funny. Mm. It was funny. And uh, apparently when they used to take Bob to that very same coffee retail establishment without the balls, he would be quite fidgety and just... A bit of a weapon to deal with. Yeah. And they worked out that with one ball, he'd be slightly more relaxed. With two balls, they could take all the time in the world. And they were basically going through huge newspapers with many a supplement. They were there for the duration. And as were we. And Bob just sat there, two balls in his mouth. I think sometimes, Dookie, especially in Brighton, the only thing that's going to pacify you is having a couple of balls in your mouth. True. And maybe three. Or a good cock ring. Or, or going up and down a big shaft. Maybe that's the only thing that'll pacify you. I feel like we're stepping on Sue's toes a little bit. Yes. It's not quite dirty enough, though, really. Yeah, Brighton's not... Well, you know, depending on no, how... Figuratively dirty. Yeah, not, you know, yeah. Now, often when one has been dirty, the nether region sometimes needs the application of some yogurt. This Do they? is not a medical. Jesus. This is not a medical what part kind of this of, show. Wait a minute, what kind of segue is that? That's the weirdest segue I ever heard in my life. It's a very, very um, tenuous segue. No, it's a bit tenuous, Dookie. But it does take us to yogurt. Or as the North Americans say, yogurt. Yeah, because you, yeah, you spell it differently too. Correct. Yeah, we spell it uh, Y-O-G-H-U-R-T. In North America, it is without, without the, the H. Yeah, which is better. <laughs> Let's not go there. 
especially not post the election they're, of they're the ro- yeah. of the Tacoma Washington yeah. Rotarians. Yeah, all right. Fair enough. While walking through the many alleyways and streets of Brighton, the one thing that Marsha and myself noticed, street art, street graffiti rather, by a tagger named Yogurt. Yeah, the first time I saw it on one of those big bins, big, what do you call them? Garbage. Skips. Skips. We, uh, we call, you call it dump. Dumpsters. Dumpster, yeah. Right, yeah. But you could call them skits. skits. The first time I saw the word yogurt spray painted on a mm. on a dumpster, you know, I just kind of thought, you know, like the back of your brain kind of goes, that doesn't make any sense, but, you know, whatever. I thought it might be the name of a shop nearby, and All that right. was their skip. And then we walked down the road and i thought my word how large is this concern yeah and then we worked out then after i saw scene, it again yeah and we saw yogurt on many many a, a street surface there and was what the word yogurt yes was spray painted mm. on lots of different things yes right doors skips walls that's very odd it's really really strange it's kind of weirdly brightonian as well that's like the most innocuous like tag you know, it uh, you know it doesn't say dick or you know fuck or you know screw your your mom or like, you know, street demon or, or something yes. with a number in it. It's, yes, or it, it doesn't say so, any of that. Yeah, it's, it's so just plain. Yogurt. And I don't just mean plain yogurt. Yeah, it could be you know. And it just got me thinking about what might be going through the, the headspace of this artist Tagger. Are they called Taggers? Taggart. I believe mother. so. And, you know, we don't know if it is a he or a she, or indeed somebody who is neither, somebody who is in transition, a transitional tagger, perhaps. I'm going to say I picture it being a young man. Yes. I don't know why. Likewise. That's a stereotype, but, you know, that's just what I picture. It is bright and anything goes. And it just got me thinking of yoghurt. It's just a weird weird moniker to have maybe this person is just really proud of how in britain Mm. the yogurt is really nice because i remember when i first moved to this country i had my first fruit corner Mm. which is where you get this square container that's divided by a diagonal and in one corner is the yogurt and in another corner it's like the fruity stuff and that was the best thing I ever tasted in my life. Because you can mix the yogurt yes. with the fruit yes. to your taste. And they call it um, a Muller fruit corner. Yes. And I just remember going, oh, my God, this is the best yogurt I've ever had in my life. So and it's just it just tastes like less artificial, like it has less. And I'm sure it still has lots of additives and stuff in it, but it just tastes less artificial. So maybe this person is just like, hey, let's big up the British yogurt industry. To be fair, a lot of those yogurt companies are from the continent. Isn't Muller German? Maybe yogurt is German. Yogurt the person, that is. Oh, is this a reaction to Brexit, perhaps? Yeah, maybe he's coming over here going, you know, don't forget the continental yogurt, even though you want to leave the European Union. Or perhaps... We're back to the idea of cleansing. Let's what add it, some yogurt to your system. What is with you and the... Oh, I thought you meant like putting it in you, like in another I, orifice. I meant that earlier. 
What? I did indeed you mean that You know some earlier. women do that. Yes. I may have done that once or twice. Maybe some of the women at uh, Equine Femmes needed to. Yeah, there was that. Maybe there were some issues. I think they had a lot of issues. But it just got me thinking, what kind of person is yogurt? And poor Marsha had to deal with me finding the character, finding motivation that this tagger, this potential transitional tagger might have explored before he, she, he, she, it went off on their brain spree around Hove and Bryson. Yeah. And it's it's all these kind of lyrical combinations started going through my head. Yeah, like yogurt is a lyrical gangster. (laughs) Exactly. That's what we're trying to get to, aren't we, Dookie? Spread it. This city's gonna taste me. Our coastal town's gonna rock my flavour. Spreading my word with Muller Light on every street. I work all through the night. I live in Brighton, I've got a fruit corner. My hood is green, no toys to annoy ya. Yogurt is my name. Come on, world, and meet your saviour. Yogurt is my name. Join this party and be a player. Yogurt is my name. Uh, I like it. It's just, it's very different to what you would hear from like a grime artist Mm. or like Lil Wayne. It's very, I mean, how many rappers are rapping about yogurt? None. Or using, using yogurt as the arc a metaphor for cleansing the city. It makes there was no misogyny in the track either. Exactly, which can only be a good thing. And it reminds me of uh, Penfold, who we haven't heard on this show for a while. Who didn't he rap about his uh, negative equity in his in his home? Yes, Penfold that he was trying to sell. Yeah, also known as Pfold, uh, had a rap about how the council rejected his planning permission application for getting his loft converted. I think we need to, you know, it. I don't know, I can't remember which episode that was on, but I think if pe- people might want about to hear three that. Three and a half years ago, yes. People might want to hear that because it was very good and it's very different to lots of rap that you get. <laughs> really? Okay, well, with that in mind, at the end of the show... Penfold will make another appearance with his ode to having difficulties with the council and getting his loft converted. Dookie, Mm. uh, we had a good time. Brighton was absolutely brilliant. Uh, Nothing bad happened. Nothing bad happened at all. Nothing bad happened because, you know, it's it's been, you know, a time... On the Dookie radio show that's been bad stuff happening. And the only bad thing that happened was Sylv wasn't there to join us. Sylvia, it did not feel right 
without you. We had a great time. We would have had a much better time had you been there. And Dookie, you also got word that somebody pretty special is going to be on the show? Yes, we're very, very excited to report that the Dookie Radio Show will be welcoming the Edinburgh Award nominee, Sarah Kendall. She's so lovely, Dookie. Into the Dookie Radio Show studio. She's so lovely. And she's so funny. Absolutely. We're very, very excited to be uh, having her as a guest. Very soon. Dookie, uh, yeah. I think it, you bagged you bagged a real good in there. You bagged a good in. You bagged some good goodins lately. And you bagged another one. Pretty good. Uh, I'm still a little worried that your dog's an asshole. I don't think equine women like her. <laughs> uh, Dookie, I'm not sure that they like you. <laughs> But maybe Dave Harmon is in with a chance. Yeah, so if you yeah, if you bring your dog back there, I'd get I'd get your man to bring her in there for you. Dookie, she's not an asshole. She's just excitable. Like you. I'm excitable, but I think I might be, you know, prone to the bit to a bit of assholery, as we all are. Yeah, well, aren't we all? I think I might need to get a cock ring. Well, that is indeed your lot. You've been listening to a yoghurt, a cock ring and Bob's balls. My name is Dukey and I've been your host. Until next time, may the worst of tomorrow be the best of yesterday. Now it's time for me to go and uh, <clears throat> pop my weasel. Thanks for listening. Half a pound of tuppenny rice, half a pound of treacle. That's the way the money goes. Pop goes the weasel. On Facebook page Facebook It's easy to find It will not take an age Facebook www.facebook.com Forward slash The Dukey Radio Show The Dukey Radio Show the thin white Dukey is right. Click your way to the Dukey Radio Show Facebook page. www.facebook.com forward slash the Dukey Radio Show. The Dukey Radio Show. The Dukey Radio Show. Talk to me more about how the economy works on the planet Alderaan. I have a dream about my planning permission being rejected by the council. Why? Why? Why can't I get my love converted? Why? Why? I asked my builder, he said it was certain. Don't say yes, man.